What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 160 on developing your mastermind network. So I want to start off with the quote of the day, right? It takes a village. This is an African proverb that most of you have probably heard, right? And we've also heard things like, Life is one big potluck that everyone brings something to the table. You probably never heard that quote. I just made that one up. But it's true, right? Life is one big potluck. You got to bring something to the potluck, right? Everybody's responsible for one entree, one meal, right? Well, not one meal, but one entree for sure. And the first thing that comes to mind is the Last Supper. And the Last Supper to me is a great metaphor, a metaphor for what we're actually talking about today, which is Developing a mastermind, developing that network of people that all bring something to the table. This is super important, right? Because we're not talking about food, literally. And I don't think that the Last Supper was meant for us to translate it as this dinner party. It was a, a community of people bringing knowledge to the to the community so that we can build out the perfect or most perfect lives for ourselves as we possibly can. So everybody has to bring something to the table. Everybody has some value. Everybody has some gain. And together in our community that we build in this mastermind, we can all accomplish great things, but very different things at the same time. That's the beauty of the mastermind. So um, I want to elaborate on this more. And that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about is developing the mastermind. But before we get into that, I do want to let you know that if you are looking for a mastermind, right, don't forget to join our 5 a.m. club. We are meeting every Wednesday virtually uh, from seven to eight, just kind of fellowshipping, you know, learning and growing with each other. But also, more importantly, it is an uh, accountability group that we meet every day on Telegram, just making sure that we're keeping each other accountable for waking up at the times that we say, setting morning routines. So if you're looking for an accountability mastermind like the 5 a.m. club, text 5 a.m. to 404 882 I'll see you there. So welcome back, millionaires, to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the most trusted podcast for passion attraction in the world, thanks to each and every single one of you. Let me tell you, you are in the right place. If you are here with me today, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are a seasoned vet, welcome back. But you are in the right place if you are here looking for money-making tips and tricks to just live in a more passionate life in general, right? You want to live a life of passion. So we hear so many quotes to play to today's topic, right? There's strength in numbers. That's one, right? Talking about how strong we are. Just, the, you know, when we combine our minds, combine our strength, right? Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that quote as well. And I want to reshare a scene from a movie that I was, uh, that I watched uh, not too long ago that recently came out, produced by Marvel, uh, called The Eternals. And there was a scene in The Eternals where one of the Eternals had picked uh, or pitched the idea of all of them coming together to kind of drain their energy and put it into one mega mind is what he called it. Right. He called it the mega mind. But the theory was when we create this mega mind, we'll be able to come up with a solution to defeat the celestial. And I mean, to me, the celestials are a metaphor to life. Some may disagree. I'm not saying I'm a movie critic, 
But just from like me, watch, and I did watch the movie three times. And I feel like the Celestials are indeed a metaphor to life. Literally, just the, the, the doings of the universe, just the universe just being, right? But individually, there's no chance that they could possibly delete, um, defeat the event of this Celestial being born. And for the Celestial to be born, you got to watch the movie. I don't want to spoil the movie. Right, I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but spoil alert: <laughs> the celestial being born pretty much destroys the planet that it's being birthed from. So, like, there's no way that the celestial can be born and Earth can live. So that's the whole premise of the movie. They're trying to save Earth, um, and there's no way they can do it alone. They have to create this mastermind, and it's really the same thing with life. Just bringing it back to the the everyday things that we're dealing with on a daily basis, right? We're always being challenged. And most of the times we're being challenged by ourselves. And it's not even just like while we're being challenged by ourselves, we have everything peachy. It's like, oh, you're dealing with something? No, let me lay off for you a little bit. No, it's usually when you're dealing with something the most is when life just hits you and decides to just say, I'm going to, you know, throw this in your face. Oh, your car needs to break down. Oh, bills are like, it's just going to, hit you with stuff over and over and over again. And I see so many of us trying to do it all on our own. We're trying to, we're trying to be so strong when being strong is definitely important, but it's playing the strong card to the right things. And so many of us try to play our weaknesses more than we try to play our strengths. We try to spend more time on trying to at least appear that our weaknesses are stronger than they are, as opposed to just continually focusing on your strength and developing your strengths and being cautious about the things that you're weak in, but relying on some counsel, relying on that community, right? Gathering some of the community food from the Last Supper, right? And 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 putting it in your belly so that you have the nourishment to keep going when life is hitting you. And we don't need to we don't need to think like that anymore is what the whole purpose of me even bringing this content is because I'm just learning so much that it's less it's less about me. It's more about the people. It's more about the relationships. Right. And I'm learning like every industry that I've been in and in just a short amount of time uh, since I graduated college, I've been in about three different industries. And the biggest advice that someone has given me in that industry or in that field was relationships matter most. It's about the relationship, especially in real estate. They always say it's about the relationships. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. I'm sure it's the same thing in Hollywood. It's the same thing in any profession. It's about establishing relationships. And that is another play on how important it is to build a mastermind, to build a community of people striving towards a, t- a common goal in different ways. Shoot, that's what the that's what the Million Dollar Mind podcast is. It is a community, right? And if you ha- aren't already joining us, feel free to join our free Facebook community. It's a mastermind literally developed based off of episodes, based off of conversations and content that we've already discussed and introducing you to people that are already doing things in these industries for us to just mastermind and just learn and grow with one another, uh, one another, right? So we don't have to try to become superheroes. We can just be heroes, right? We can save the day on occasions based on our strengths, right? Because not doing that, not thinking about it that way, you, you, you'll find out that you're actually taking the longest route possible. You're taking the longest route possible if you're trying to do 
every little thing yourself. Trying to do everything yourself, you find yourself doing the the more minuscule tasks than the most impactful tasks. The minuscule tasks, the tasks that take five minutes, the tasks that take, you know, a quick uh, day's worth. But these small tasks, these tasks will quickly overcloud your brain and distract you away from the more impactful tasks, which is why you got to continuously train your brain on thinking about the most important activities that you could be doing, because it's easy to say, like, while you have this huge project due, now all of a sudden you realize that you need to uh, do your budget or do the balance sheet or um, uh, who knows? We, we could find a million and one little small tasks that we all of a sudden need to get done when it comes time to get something that actually is important and needs to get done. Right. Emphasis on the needs. So another thing is a reason why I think that this is important is because as you're developing a mastermind, naturally you're in increasing your abilities to lead because you're going to find yourself in an, in an environment, in a space with high achieving individuals, individuals that are very alpha like they've, they're very commanding. They are experts in what they know, experts in what they do. So they demand a, a certain respect. And as you surround yourself around people like that, you learn how to be a better leader for yourself so that you can speak out. So you can speak with that same discernment, that same alpha like energy. Right. And you also learned how to lead others as well, especially when it comes to communicating your vision to the team that is going to bring your vision alive the fastest and in the best way possible. So that was a lot. Right. That was a whole lot. And I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I'm bringing it back. And I'm starting off with some action steps, right? Because I can preach to you all day long how important it is to develop, to develop a mastermind. Get a group of people together that are going to help you get to where you at, where you want to get, right? That's easy. But what a lot of people are not going to tell you is like the best ways that have worked for them to get you a mastermind, to set up a mastermind. And I have uh, several different masterminds. I just mentioned one to you, or I mentioned two to you guys already. The Facebook mastermind for the podcast, and then we got the 5 a.m. club mastermind. With a different focus, I have a mastermind in real estate. Um, so I have a few masterminds that I'm a part of, and they're all very important. Say they serve the same purpose, but um, they communicate a different a different vision. So here are some action steps on uh, establishing that mastermind. And it wouldn't be the Million Dollar Mind podcast without action steps, right? So the first step, boom, write down your strengths and your weaknesses. And the the main reason why you want to write down your strengths and your weaknesses is because you want to avoid, again, trying to play too much into your weaknesses, trying to pose as if your weaknesses aren't truly weaknesses. And while you're posing now, you're, you're trying to figure it out as you go while depleting the energy and focus that you should be given to your strengths. So writing them down helps you say, OK, I need to be focusing on my strengths. And now that I have at least a list of weaknesses, I can find people whose strengths are my weaknesses, right? That's the whole point. You want to find people who are strong in the things that you are weak in. That's the whole purpose of partnerships, right? You want to build a, a partnership with somebody who brings what, what you lack in a better, um, <clears throat> best way I could put it, right? And also, once you do that, the next step is to uh, think about the 80%, the 80-20 rule, right? 
And what I mean by the 80-20 rule is you spend 80% of your time developing your top 20% skills. So you have your strengths and you can have five strengths. And out of those five strengths, you're going to take one of them and you're going to spend 80 of your 80% of your time being really, 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 really strong in that strength. At the end of the day, the other four are still strengths. And the law of the lid means if you put a lot of energy into one thing, as you start to fill that cup, it starts to flow over. So you'll start to uh, have overflow into these other strengths naturally. But focus 80% of your time developing your top 20% skills. So if you have five, that's your number one skill that you want to spend 80% of your time developing. Uh, um, strength, not skill, but same thing, right? Next, surround yourself with people whose strengths are your weaknesses. We already said that, but here are some red flags that you want to avoid. You want to avoid these types of people because these types of people can be uh, draining, distracting, and toxic for the growth that you're on your way to developing. Number one, complainers. I can't stress this enough. I've said it many times. I've put out many videos and many reels on Instagram, Facebook, social media in general about about giving your energy to people who choose consistently to complain. It is draining. It makes it hard for you to focus on uh, appreciation, gratitude, abundance. It's hard to focus on those things when you have people that just want to complain. And Rod Cleef even brought this up in the episode that we had with him. Um, you know, we connect naturally through pain, but you have to be very careful of the people who, when you say, oh, yeah, I just um, I just helped. Uh, I just retired my mom. Oh, yeah. Congrats. You know, but then it's like, oh, the, um, something bad happens. Oh, I feel you. And it's like all of a sudden they're more intrigued through the pain and despair that in the misery that uh, people go through than the 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 things that bring gratitude, abundance, uh, peace, purpose, passion. These things are usually the things that make people feel uncomfortable, which is is weird. It's like we've become uncomfortable with creating comfortable lives for ourselves. And we're now comfortable with living uncomfortably. And I I think that is definitely an overall red flag to avoid for sure. Second one is takers. Um, and, And takers are just that people who take a lot. They take a lot from you. Uh, but they don't necessarily have any value that they want to give back. Uh, these are people that always want to, you know, pick your brain for, uh, for pick your brain for lunch and don't even offer to pay for lunch. These are the people that, you know, only call you when they need something, um, whether it's monetarily or they just want you to answer a question for them. You know, these are these types of people. These are takers. And we got to be careful and wary of these people, because especially if you're in the growth stage and the development stage and. You have to pour so much into yourself, into your brand, into uh, what you're building. If you're pouring so much here to these takers, what are you putting again in that law of the lid? What are you pouring into your cup? You have to continue to pour into your cups that are important to you. Number three, the watch me's. Be very, very cautious of the watch me. These are people who do things um, for people to see them. And oftentimes you realize that with those people, um, more energy is actually put into being seen than actually doing. 
Um, and we're all guilty of this. I'm not even trying to make this like a, a bash session of the people that because we've probably been guilty of all all four of these. I've been guilty for sure of, of being to watch me. And, and for that purpose, I remember I had to take a, a it was a, either a, a five or six month hiatus uh, from social media um, just because I found myself being in this falling in this watch me category. And if I'm still that person, if I was still that person, I would definitely say now that that's a person that you need to just be wary of people who put more energy into seeming like they're doing, seeming like they're doing just to kind of be seen, but not really doing. And the people that are not really doing and the, uh, the people that are really doing tend to be the people that are more low key because they want to naturally attract their mastermind. They're not trying to be seen to where, oh, people know what you're doing, but it's more so you you just got to know, right? Because I'm having a hard time putting the words together, but it really, and, and that's rare, but it, it really is a different aura, a different vibe, a different energy that is that is transferred when you have people that try so hard to be seen versus people who try hard to become what it is that they actually want to become. Uh, and then the last one, non-purpose walkers in Again, we've all been probably in all four of these stages and many of us are here today, you know, as we still try to find our purpose. Um, But as you're trying to find your purpose, you have to be very cautious of hanging out with people who are not even committed to finding theirs. People who are committed to just living life on the edge, going with the flow, you know, complaining about this job, but they're comfortable at the job because it, it doesn't it doesn't push them. It doesn't force them to change anything. It doesn't force them to do things differently, think differently. They just want to stay how they are. Um, so those are people that you want to stay away from, especially as you're building and developing yourself, because, again, it can be draining uh, and it can be distracting. This one is more distracting because then soon it becomes easy for you to do those things. If you're hanging out with people that are not walking in their purpose, you can't expect that you'll be walking on your purpose much longer. Right. So. Now, um, with, with, with that being the case, I, I do want to switch gears just a little bit, because if you are content with doing everything yourself and going back to the point of why you need the mastermind. So that was how to get the mastermind, why you need the mastermind. You were just taking the longest route possible if you still, after hearing that information, want to do everything yourself. That's the longest possible route. And I've never. Right. I've never walked into a room where I'm the smartest in the room. I don't even want to be the smartest person in the room. Instead, I always walk into a room and I hope to be the least experienced. Because one thing about me, I am very experienced and strong with asking questions. I love asking questions. But, I mean, what purpose of a question if I'm hanging out with people that don't know more than me? It's like, what am I asking the question for? So I want to be in a room where I'm the least experienced. So I have a lot to learn, you know, and I think sometimes because of ego, we choose to be the latter. We like to be the the smartest in the room so that we can just talk about ourselves again. The watch mirrors, you know, watch me. This is what I did. This is what I accomplished. And very rarely um, do I or most people that I know and hang out, hang around, want to talk about ourselves. We, we, we're trying to use it as an opportunity to learn. So that we can take that game and apply it and, and, and get some value elsewhere the best way that we know how. 
right? You, but to do that, you do have to develop a natural curiosity to speed up the process. It you have to just develop the 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 want to know, right? Is if you think about something and somebody answers it and it's like you're left with a blank stare and you're trying to dissect it, the first question that comes to mind, ask it. Because truly, I'm learning that there's no such thing as a dumb question. The only dumb question is the question that you just already asked in a different way because you weren't listening. <laughs> and that might have been a little bit too much. But like, no, seriously, if you're not listening, you can ask dumb questions because you clearly weren't listening. They probably just answered the question you just asked. Um, so just listen, have an open ear and open mind and be naturally curious to just want to know more. Um, people love to word vomit their, their excitement, especially if you're talking to somebody and you start to touch on something that they love, something that they're passionate about, something that excites them. Now is like you hit, you struck a note, a nerve, a good one, a good nerve for them to just throw up their experience on you. Like, oh yeah. I mean, things didn't like people just love to talk about what they do. Um, you know, if you ask me the right questions, you might even get me in, in a rare form where I start just word vomiting what I love to do, but I do that already. You guys know what I love. And that's talking with you all millionaires Mondays and Fridays, you know, you just having you all interacting with me on a daily, on a weekly basis. Um, but yes, keep your ears, your mind, your heart, um, you know, opens in, in keep your purpose in mind, most importantly, because that mastermind naturally will be revealed. To you, and again, if you are looking to just find creative ways to, you know, um, just network and develop certain skills, find creative ways to bring your mastermind together in person uh, on a consistent basis. That's a great way, you know. Uh, once you develop your mastermind, start figuring out what people enjoy, what what hobbies and recreational activities that people enjoy, so you can find creative ways to just bring people together and learn a whole lot in the in the in the process now as always i'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show week in week out i just gave y'all some gas this week now the question again as i ask every week is what are you going to do now that you have this full tank where are you going to go where are you about to take this information are you about to go out and create your mastermind and and, and start you know building that community um so that you can have that last supper or are you going to um be comfortable with, you know, doing the same things. And again, just remember, keep that in the back of your mind that if you choose to do that, that's easy. But we want to challenge ourselves. We're here to challenge ourselves so that we can reach new heights, new potential, and just unlock new levels of ourselves, new versions of ourselves. So I'm super excited to announce again, one more time, I'm going to mention we have launched the official website. It's now live where you can now have access to some millionaire merch. Yes, some threads. You can get threaded up, get some merch. You can check us out, subscribe, join the newsletter, engage with us in another space. I just love creating spaces for us to just be with each other and engage. And you can be a whole lot closer to the show, getting some millionaire merch, some of the gear that I'm rocking in our latest episodes. Be sure to check out the website at the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, right? The MDMPodcast.com. All right, perfect. And with that said, just remember to keep focused, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace.
All right, millionaires, got some quick and exciting news for you all. I said I was going to make it happen, and it is officially here. We are now on YouTube, which means that video content is fully accessible to you all. Full episodes are going to be dropped and updated every Monday and Friday. Same cadence that you're already used to. So make sure you head on over to our official YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Show all the love that you can and let that algorithm do its thing. Continue to put that content in front of you. But all right, got to go. Love y'all.